At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of Prime Primetime Action live from the South Point here in Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. So glad you could hang with us tonight. Uh, as you do, I hope, every Friday night where we go through the NFL injury reports to solidify what you ought to bet and what you probably shouldn't bet on the upcoming weekend's NFL games, that slate of games. Um, we will interrupt our flow of NFL games a little later on. We'll do our uh, circuit contest entry selection debate. We'll do that and let you know what is actually in our accounts beyond contest of our bets in the NFL once we've gotten through all the games. So three more games to get to. But first, let's talk some UFC 266 with our man, Jordan Sherwood. How you doing, Jordan? Doing well and always exciting to join you guys on a Friday night, especially when there's a uh, big fight card the next night with two title fights and the return of Nick Diaz. So uh, pleasure to be with you guys today. Yeah, let me just, can I just say this? John Jones uh, went and found himself arrested again this morning. Um, I, I, I was I was, I was, was on Twitter about this earlier on the day. Like, you know, the, the 30 for 30 about John Jones is going to be akin to the to the last dance. There's going to be 10 episodes about John Jones because that guy has a doctored career outside the cage and inside the cage. It's unfortunate yet again. Hopefully he writes a ship and gets the heavyweight in the uh, second half of uh, next year. Yeah, hopefully. Just an incredible amount of wasted talent. Though. So much. Just so much waste, wasted time, wasted talent, wasted everything. It's just, uh, it's a shame. He is the Brock's tail. That is for sure. Wasted talent. He is the Brock's tail. Let's start with the undercard, Jordan. What do you like here? I see some recognizable names like Dan Hooker and others. What do you got? 
Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned the Dan Hooker fight, and that's an interesting one with uh, Nasrat Hamsrat and uh, Dan Hooker. I mean, both guys struggled to get to Vegas, visa issues, travel issues, and you know, luckily both guys made weight. I mean, I think it was shocking that both guys uh, made the lightweight limit. Um, everybody's high on Dan Hooker, and rightly so. He's been in with better fighters, um, but I don't like his last two performances. And, and you know, he's been in war with Dustin Poirier. I think it's knocked down in the first round uh, against Michael Chandler, and Chandler is a big hitter. And Hasmarad's not as big a hitter as Chandler, but I'm kind of leaning towards Hooker uh, now being on the downside of his career, that chin just not holding up anymore. So as a dog in that fight with those travel issues, I, I view that as a, a mere pick em fight. So I I'll take Hasmarad uh, just questioning Dan Hooker's chin because Hasmarad can certainly thump uh, with the best of them in lightweight. So as we head to the uh, main card here, you said the return of Nick Diaz. He finds himself as a slight underdog right now, about plus 140 over at DraftKings to Robbie Lawler, minus 160. Um, listen, this seems to me, and it looked like even from what we saw in, you know, kind of the shape even maybe that he showed up in, this almost looks like, I'm not going to definitely say it's a money grab, Jordan, but it certainly looks like maybe a dude who did, who wanted a paycheck. Uh, what do you think here about uh, Diaz and Lawler? I mean, it's funny. I mean, the fight, uh, you know, all week leading up until they arrived in Vegas was a virtual pick -em. And then Nick Diaz started the shadow box. He showed up in uh, these press conferences, and all of a sudden, all this money flowed in on Robbie Lawler just because Nick Diaz looked out of shape. And he didn't look like the normal Nick Diaz, but the dude's 39 years of age. And, you know, look, he hasn't been competing regularly in the UFC or MMA. He hasn't had a win since 2011. But here's what I'll say about Nick Diaz and why I think there's value, especially now at plus 140. The blueprint is out on how to beat Robbie Lawler. You avoid the big punch and you pressure him for as many rounds as the fight lasts. Colby Covington did it. Neil Magny did it in his last fight, a victory over Robbie Lawler. And Robbie Lawler is not the same power puncher that he was as UFC welterweight champion. And albeit that, again, Nick Diaz has not won since 2011, and that was over BJ Penn. Last time we saw him in the octagon, he was lying down in the center against Anderson Silva. But that's the type of fighter he is. Pressure fighter, can go for five rounds, and I have no doubts that he can. This is a guy that, that does the cathalons just for fun. Uh, so value on Nick Diaz for me. He's a guy that doesn't get finished. Robbie Lauer is going to need a home run shot. So I think Nick Diaz at plus 140 is certainly the play uh, for tomorrow night. All right, we're going to flash up all your bets here, but uh, before we get to the, to the main event, you have two other plays that you like here as well? Yeah, I certainly do. I mean, in the other uh, big, you know, undercard fight of the main card is uh, Curtis Blades and, uh, you know, Rosenstruck, two heavyweight, you know, and Curtis Blades is coming off of that knockout loss against, Der uh, against Derek Lewis, but the dude's a wrestler. He's a grinder, and I think Rosenstruck, even though he has about 80% takedown defense, uh, and, and likes to keep the fight standing. Curtis Blades at plus 200 is certainly a, a play for me. I think he wins the fight via unanimous decision. And the other fight, Valentina Shevchenko. Look, she, she's one of the greatest fighters that we have currently on the roster, not just in women's mixed martial arts, but uh, between the men and the women. And although Lauren Murphy has never been finished in her mixed martial arts career, 19 fights, I have word that Shevchenko uh, needs to have a showcase here. There's a fight that she wants. She wants badly. She wants a third go at Amanda Nunez. And the way to do that is to finish a fighter that's never been finished before. And I understand that a lot of people are saying, no, it's going five rounds because Valentina flip-flops between decision wins and finishes. She just finished Jessica Andrade in her last fight. I don't buy it. 
Valentina's here to make a statement. She's here to finish a fighter, and I don't see Lauren Murphy succumbing to a TKO, so I think it's a submission at a plus 450. I love it, and I'm going to play it tomorrow night. And you're fading Jessica Andrade in this, uh, I, on this card? I, yeah, I, I, I am, and that has to do with her last effort. I'm high on Cynthia Calvillo, and I, I understand that Caitlin Chikagian, you know, beat her up for three rounds on the feet her last time out. But I like Cynthia Calvillo. I think she's ever improving as a striker. She's the best grappler that Andrade is going to face in a very long time. I think Cynthia Calvillo is not going to beat around the bush. She's going to look to take the fight to the ground. And as a plus 225 underdog, I love the value on her. I think that she could be a future star in the flyweight division. And you can do it against a former champion in Jessica Andrade. In the main event, you're going to go ahead and go with Volkanovski. Ortega obviously was cruising along in his career, and then just that that loss to, to Max Holloway, which really just seemed like to kind of derail everything for him there for, for a while. Um, you're not afraid to go ahead and lay the uh, big number here to get Volkanovski all, all the way up to minus 180 now at DraftKings. I'm not. And look, Matt, you know, Ortega looked great in his last fight. Mm-hmm. I was fading him against Chan Sung Jung, and he outstruck him for five rounds. So Ortega definitely did some work between that 2018 loss uh, to Holloway in 2019, the win over Chan Sung Jung. But since then, look, Volkanovski is the kingpin of this division now. Uh, I think he's just a better striker. I think he's got, you know, take down the fence. It's not going to, you know, be uh, a worrisome for an Ortega shoot or a Ortega slick submission. And Volkanovski is not going to go hunting uh, and get uh, caught in a guillotine. So just a better overall fighter, probably a decision victory for Volkanovski. But I like him, and I'll certainly lay that price at a dollar eighty because I think he's just a better overall fighter. Jordan Sherwood, everybody, at Wood on 106.3 if you want to follow him on Twitter. Jordan, we appreciate it as always, man. All right, fellas. Have a great night, uh, and good luck tomorrow, and look forward to talking to you soon. You too. We will, indeed. We look forward to talking to Jordan time and time again with UFC fights. Let's squeeze in a uh, last afternoon football game, shall we, before we get to the primetime games. Uh, the Seahawks at the Vikings, one of the more closely lined games of the weekend. So Vikings offensive tackle Christian Darisol actually ended up having surgery. He is out. Linebacker Anthony Barr out for them as well. Dalvin Cook listed as questionable, but he was a DNP Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that he won't play because they asked Mike Zimmer whether he, you know, because he didn't practice all week, does that mean he's not going to play? And he said, well, that's Dalvin. So, you know, it's Dalvin Cook. So basically saying like if Dalvin Cook tells me he's going to play, then Dalvin Cook is going to go play. Speak. So, yes. So doesn't matter. That, apparently doesn't matter that he was a DNP Wednesday, Thursday and Friday on the Seahawks side of things. Rashad Penny out. Brandon Shell starting right tackle for the Seahawks is out in this thing. I think the only way that I look at this one is there will be points. Both of these defenses have not shown us anything that there's going to be any sort of consistent play from them at all. And then look, both offensive actually look pretty good as well. I mean, the Seahawks certainly collapsed a little bit last week, but I think if they keep their foot on the gas here, this is a, a this is a shootout. I think potential here all over the place with this game. So for me, um, it's an over or pass, but I don't have a play on the side because it's so inconsistent from both of these teams, the, 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 uh, mainly on the defensive side of the ball, but even on the offense, I mean, you know, you just, you're so efficient doing one thing. It's basically mirror images of, of the same team here. It's like super efficient passing the ball with playmakers at the wide receiver position that other teams would dream of. And yet coaches who still want to just run guys into the middle of the line, even if it, whether it's working or whether it's not and, and, and really take it away what they, what they're doing best, you know? And so I, for me, 
I'll sit back, watch it. I think there'll be a ton of points in this thing. I think 54 might even be a little shy. In this yeah, thing. I played, uh, just tied one teaser leg into the Vikings, not one I went big on. Uh, and, yeah, the Dalvin Cook, I, honestly, I did it a few days ago. The Dalvin Cook news throughout the week's not been great, although I do have a feeling he's probably going to play in that game. Having lost two games by four points, uh, I think getting up to seven and a half, eight is probably a good, uh, is, is still a good bet on a teaser leg. Well, I mean, look, the Seahawks only play one score games. Like it's like it's just what they do. They will not allow. They will not blow any team out, whether they should or whether they, whether it is like it is given to them, handed to them. They're up seventeen. They're up twenty-one. They're up whatever. They, they play one-score games. They, it's just Pete Carroll's like, oh, we're up a lot. Let's run it. Let's run it. Run it. Like, we're <laughs> Let's up. Let's run it. it. <laughs> time to run it. Let's do it. It's time to run it. Let's go. Let's, let's go, guys. He's just sitting there waiting to get up by 10 points. So Russ, he's like, run it, run it, let's go, let's run it. Take a back seat. It. Time to yep. get the ball off. Run the ball. Here we go now. We're up 10. we got to run it. He just wants to make sure that they uh, they realize, the opponent realizes that they're going to establish the run yes. under any circumstance. It doesn't matter if we are up 10 we've been throwing at an 80% clip and having success rate you know, over 70%. It doesn't matter. Yankees do fans got to be very pumped. 7 to nothing. It remains top of the sixth against the Red Sox. Yankees just been uh, hitting the ball all over Fenway tonight. Yankees, again, two games behind the Red Sox, but Yankees, one, more importantly, one game ahead of the Blue Jays for that number two wild card position. Um, I can't imagine what the number is on the Red Sox right now. We'll effort that for you, if there even is one. Probably a spread. Plus at this seven point. and a half, minus 145. Oh, there you go. <laughs> they did end up giving up a hit. Yes, two of did. them, actually. Yeah. But uh, five innings, two hits. Uh, hasn't walked anyone since those first three. three. Three walks, five strikeouts. He's been pretty efficient, so he's only at 73 pitches, so he might might get another inning or two depending on what he does out there. Yankees also pumped because the Blue Jays are trailing the Twins 3 to nothing at the top of the fourth. Blue Jays having all kinds of trouble with the Twins. That would be a huge Kiniella. Those two things happening for the Yankees. If the Yankees won it, the Blue Jays lost. Give them a bit of a cushion. Cardinals well on their way to their 13th straight win. Is that 13? Yes, I think. Or is it 14 tonight? I've lost count already. My goodness. I'll they're, take a break. they're up on the Cubs 8-2. to two. Giants and Rockies tied to a piece in that NL West struggle. We'll come back Sunday night, Monday night football. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Once again, back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Just to clean it up, Cardinals looking for their 14th straight win tonight. They got their 13th earlier in the first of the doubleheader with the Cubs today. They're up 8-3, to three, well on their way, top of the third. 13 was their longest winning streak since 1935 for that franchise. So they're just uh, setting all kinds of franchise records and look and appear to never uh, look, look like they're never going to lose another baseball game. The Cardinals, who have just made a mockery of the number two wild card, uh, the race for the number two wild card race. Reds have tied up the Nationals. Reds desperately trying to cling on to hopes. They're they're more than five back mm-hmm. of the uh, of the Cardinals at this point. So this is really desperation at this point for the Reds. Four to four against the Nats. And by the way, if you missed it earlier, Juan Soto's consecutive plate appearances, twelve in a row reaching base, was snapped on a uh, strikeout. Uh, earlier in this one. And a fairly big moment there in this Pirates Phillies, two on, one out. They trail by one. They are only two games back of the Braves. Yes, that is the Phillies have found their path, and it is not the wild card. It is the division, and they still have three more games left with the Atlanta Braves. Let's do Sunday night football and Monday night football. We start with the Sunday night game. The Packers at the 49ers. This is three now. And this is this has been an interesting one this week. We just anecdotally I've heard a lot of love when it was three and a half. I've heard a lot of love for the Packers from folks, and then I have heard equal passion for the other side saying, "Oh, I don't buy into the Packers thing at all. I don't care if it is three and a half. I love the Niners." Where do you stand here? I have a four in my account on the Packers. Um, another one I'm not incredibly in love with after the injury news kind of came out. So. 
Uh, Elton Jenkins, their left guard, that has slid uh, that slid over to left tackle to play left tackle while David Bakhtiari was out. He is doubtful for this game. So you don't have your left tackle. You don't have the guy who's filling in for your left tackle in this game. That's a pretty big deal when you rely on Aaron Rodgers and throwing the ball as much as this team sure is. does. And so really don't like my bet as much as I did whenever I made it. Unfortunately, sometimes that's just the way things go. On the Niners side of things, uh, defensive end Eric Armstead's questionable. Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle's questionable. Emmanuel Mosley is questionable. And running back Elijah Mitchell's doubtful. That said, Trey Sermon did get cleared from concussion protocol. So it looks like the ever-evolving backfield is going back to Trey Sermon. Play, yeah, so it will be Trey Sermon in this one. Chris Thomas so. is like, I just got signed. Come on, man, ready to go. I know, he's sitting there going, like, don't get cleared, don't get cleared. <laughs> no, he got cleared. Yeah, so anyway, Trey Sermon gets cleared. Looks like he will be your running back here for the 49ers in this one. Um, it looks like Kinlaw Mosley probably are on the good side of questionable. The only the uh, Eric Armstead, the defensive end, he went DNP, DNP, and then limited practice today. So while that's a good sign that he did get in a limited practice today, he did have two DNPs on Wednesday and Thursday. So something to to consider there. This is one of these things where, you know, I I'm going with what I saw with my eyeballs and not my not the numbers here, which I typically don't ever do. Like the Packers are don't get any pressure on the quarterback whatsoever. And we know that's where Jimmy G really is that's where really you get after Jimmy G. I mean, this team, if you can get pressure on him, he makes bad decisions. He's inaccurate, all this stuff like that. But if he if he has time, he's a very above average quarterback in the NFL, yeah. right? Like, it's just the problem is, is under pressure, he's he's absolutely horrible. When he has to make second and third reads, he's pretty bad. He becomes inaccurate, all that. Well, the Packers are last in the NFL in sack percentage. They actually only have one on the entire season. They're tied for last in quarterback pressures. They're 21st in pass rush win rate. And Garoppolo, this is everything. So that's what the Packers do bad. And the one thing the 49ers have done good so far this year is protect Garoppolo, he's only been hit or sacked on 3.3% of dropbacks, the lowest rate in the league so far. That said, you look and the success of the 49ers have really come on yak and not really from great throws and these guys getting open and all the stuff like that that you see with a lot of these other teams. 64, well, 63.8% of San Francisco's receiving yards have been yak. Just in the mind's eye, though, doesn't it feel like that's always the case with him? Not only this year, but last year, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because you got, you well, you get guys like a Debo Samuel Debo, who, you, you know. see him just flying across yeah. the field with the ball already. Yeah. And so you you look at something like that, and you're like, okay, it, that is at least that number, number is unsustainable for sure. I mean, you can't get 64% of your yards after the catch. I mean, it's just not sustainable like that. But you do look, and you do wonder if that is like, Going to be sustainable this week, though, because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be sitting back in the pocket and having all day to throw the ball. That said, it did look like Aaron Rodgers last week started to get back in the rhythm of things. He looked like a guy in Week One that hadn't that hadn't done any camp and hadn't been practicing and hadn't been doing hadn't been throwing with his receivers and all this stuff like that. Like it looked like a guy who was rusty, and then he started to look like that started to wear off through the course of week two. And now we're heading into week three of the NFL. It's Aaron Rodgers, the MVP of the league last year. And so 
it has me just feeling like this is kind of where the Packers start to put it together a little bit as well. And honestly, they ran the ball pretty effectively last week um, with, uh, with Aaron Jones, hitting him out of the backfield several different times as well. And I'm just, uh, I'm, I, this is a bet on talent here, bet on, bet on quarterback that I think is, I'm getting more than a field goal with in a game that I think is probably closer to a put, yeah. uh, probably closer to a pick them. Yeah, pretty heavy lean to the Green Bay side for me. I didn't bet it. Uh, this I still want to see more out of these teams, but as we'll talk about next segment, it is in my contest picks for the week at over over three. Getting that three and a half uh, was one that I I put in for the contest pick. So yeah, I, I definitely lean that side too. Speaking of over a field goal, Monday Night Football, Eagles and Cowboys. This has been three and a half all week long in favor of the homestanding Cowboys. Uh, and it remains three and a half, total at 51 and a half. And I said it uh, earlier on the show this week, I think the Cowboys for me are going to be the team where week after week, I say the most often this sentence, which is about which I'll say the most often, I just don't know if I can play a Cowboys game because I just feel like their outcomes could be the most volatile of any team in the league this year based on that offense, based on the sieve that that defense can often be, even though we've seen a little bit of improvement from defense. Uh, Cowboys by three and a half, 51 and a half. If you happen to live in a jurisdiction, I would not recommend this incredibly often, but if you happen to live in a jurisdiction where you have all books available to you, there is a three and a four available currently. Hmm. So you, you could, go. yes, you, there, is, there is a three and a four available out there currently um, on this game. So are you suggesting laying the three and taking the four is what you're saying? Right. Just to, just to clarify for people, that way you are you might very likely be in a favorable position. Yes. 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 But with, with a game that is, you know, probably going to be pretty closely contested um, in that situation. So, look, there's no official injury report on this because, again, it's a Monday night game, so they don't have to put it out quite yet. That being said, Amari Cooper, it came out today, beat reporter saying it does look like he is going to play even with that rib injury that, that has limited him in practice uh, this week. And of course they're, they're getting healthier as well. This Cowboys team and they're getting guys back from the COVID list and stuff. So they, they should be a little bit better on the Eagles side of things. If you look back at that game against the 49ers, and I think this is maybe why I'm a little bit on the Packers as well in that game against the 49ers, the Eagles had multiple opportunities to seize control of that game. They had multiple different opportunities to really take it. One, they were in the red zone multiple times that they squandered and it was questionable play calling. I'd like to think, I think that this Eagles coaching staff is sharp enough to understand where their deficiencies were last week and where they can make some improvements, call in plays, maybe on the, maybe trying to put themselves in more favorable positions. Once they get into the red zone, I lean taking the points here, Gil, but this is probably one that won't make it into my account. Um, Like you said, just, there's a lot of volatility here. I think that this is, I know people that have been saying some of these other games that are, have the widest range of outcomes on the week. I think this is one of the games that has the widest range of outcomes to me. I, I just I I think that this is one of those one of those games where it would not surprise me in the least bit if the Cowboys come out and just light this thing completely up, or if they get into a slog with this Eagles team and we see just an incredibly ugly game. I I, I don't I don't have a great feel for this one, so probably not going to make the account. Yeah, not a, not a big bet for me, but I actually did. It's not even on my list. I bet I bet a couple hours before uh, uh, before the show, just kind of kind of seeing injury reports and stuff today. I, I I bought the I bought it down to three and laid mm-hmm. it, laid the three with Dallas. I, I do think that 
I, I tend to lean on that side of things, Matt, where yeah. it could, it's just going to be too much offense for the Eagles to handle on the Dallas side of the ball and not enough offense from the Eagles side to keep them in it. Yeah. But I don't know. I've been wrong on this Eagles team uh, well, uh, at least once big time so far. This well, year. of the two outcomes, if you're looking at a total of 52, the of the two outcomes, it's more likely that the Cowboys win in a run out than with a total of 52, something like that, than I think than – then the eagle. I think the Eagles' path to victory obviously is to try to limit this Cowboys right. team, and I don't think that that's kind of how this is this is set up. So yeah, I, it would be that side for me or or nothing. I didn't expect to uh, intersperse the football talk with lots of interesting little baseball quirks, but uh, while we were talking about Juan Soto, Wander Franco, Wander Franco back with the Rays, just reached base in his 40th consecutive game. I mentioned earlier the all-time record, Ted Williams, 84. The Wander Franco, Man. 40 in a row. Also, I needed to look back at this. 27 days ago, Cardinals, yes, no playoff. Yes, price was 15 to 1. Yeah. I talked about 12 to 1 like two weeks ago. It's unbelievable. We'll come back. We will look at our Circa contest entry. We'll flesh it out next on Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything that VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Did we have a three-run homer in this Red Sox we game? Do. We Raphael did. Devers. Raphael Devers with a three-run ding-dong, 7-3. So not out of the woods yet, the Yankees. I guess we didn't see um, Dylan Cease. I guess he got hit with, yeah, he got a comebacker in the sixth, removed from the game. Of course, the White Sox, one of your your teams, very live for the World Series. Sure. You know, Um, and him being one of their top guys. So, yeah, took a comebacker in the sixth inning and was removed from the game. So, we will hope that uh, he is okay. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, yeah, we didn't have that screen on. We have every other baseball game. I know, we had every other one. one on except for that one. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. Uh, could I ask this question before we get to our Circa Millions entry, entries? Because we'll, let's give uh, the DraftKings contest a little bit of love. This is from a. Uh, this is on Twitter, at Beating the Book. Again, beating the book for me, Matt Brown M2 for Matt, and Kelly Vieson for Kelly, curiously, who has his own name but doesn't use it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other conversation. Uh, this is from Frank Chukagian. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Frank. What's up, Frank? Uh, playing millionaire pickup contest on DraftKings. When's the best time to take a bye week? I have three entries. So that's the quirk of the DraftKings contest where you can take a bye week. And so he's just wondering when he should take it. Now, I would have to know the exact rules. Like, can you just, I think you get to a week where you just don't like anything and then that, you just take a bye. That or since we don't know what weeks, what week 18 is going to look like in Maybe a new 17 it. game season. Yeah. Where it could get, it could be completely wacky. And that's bonkers. right. Like, we have no idea what a week 18 is. We've never seen week, one before. Week, week 17 was bad enough. Yeah. I can't imagine what week 18 will be like. Because it'll be that much more. You know, teams already clinched, having clinched, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it looks only 16 weeks count towards your total. So you get to choose one week to take off. Yeah, that's One week or two weeks? If it's 16. Because they're 18 weeks. Remember, 17. Maybe they're not counting the last one? 
I don't, I'm, oh, I'm, I don't reading, I'm reading on the rules right now. Only well, 16 weeks count towards your total. You can choose one week to take off. All right. Well, reading tweets on the fly. Maybe we should have prepped for that one. <laughs> All right. For our Circa Million entry, we have a uh, Circa Million 3 entry here. We're combined, Matt Kelly and I. Our VEASAN primetime action entry. Uh, okay, so here's how we do it. If the three of us, we, well, we all submitted our five picks to Kelly. Matt and I did. Kelly had his own five. If three of us match, it's one of our five picks against the spread. If two of us match, it would probably take a major objection from the third person to not have as as one of our picks. And then the others will be filled up by those that have one vote. Although last week we went off the grid and we took the Steelers. We went off the board last week. That's right. Yeah. That didn't work out so well. All right, fortunately, so I, the fortunately the other option lost as well because yeah, that would have been that have been true. a big bummer. Yeah. I'm the holdout on the Bucks. Let it through. Let it through. Okay. I, I lean that way anyway. So all of us pick the Cardinals. All of us pick the Browns. So they're in, and then Kelly just seated on the Buccaneers. Matt and I apparently both had the Buccaneers at minus one and a half. So we have three picks: Cardinals, Browns, and Buccaneers. Now comes oh, and there's a conflicting vote at the bottom. Me and Matt went Oppo on the Chargers and Chiefs. Was the other there was the other odd one? I was on the, I had the Chiefs in the contest. He didn't, even though he bet them. Oh, and you had and you had Chargers in the contest. Yeah. Well, I mean, Juan Soto line out to the shortstop. Um, what are we doing? Do we feel I, that the Bosa absence toss it out? Toss it out. Yeah, I think it's always if people conflict, right? You don't even he, love it so much, right? You don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I think don't. we just All toss. Right, it so out. we toss that out. Yeah. Okay, so Titans, Packers, Lions, Bengals, Patriots. Among those, we will choose two. Um, so what? Top two are mine. Middle two are Matt. Last yeah, and I'm one the Patriots. is Gil. Yep. Well, top two are Matt. Titans. Packers. No, that's uh, that's. Oh, Kelly. that's Kelly. Kelly. You feel, how how strongly do you feel about the Titans and the Packers? I'm, I mean, well, you know what? Titans though, I liked a lot better last night when I was, uh, you know, the Carson Wentz stuff was a little bit more up in the air. I still like it at five and a half though, laying less than six against Colts. Colts haven't shown us much. I think Titans going to be able to run all over that team. I do like it. I like Packers getting that hook on Sunday night. So those would be mine. But you know what? I could totally play. Bengals were on my short list. I think Matt made some great points for the Lions. And I've always leaned to the Patriots the whole side this week. Just kind of like Matt said earlier, was hoping it was two and a half and not three. The Packers are three and a half in the contest? Packers mm-hmm. are three and a half in the contest, yes. How strongly do you feel about your Lions and Bengals, man? Well, what's funny is, is <laughs> so two of two of the ones on the list, I actually have bets. So I have the Packers and I have the Patriots as actual right. bets, but I didn't put them in as contest picks. And then this is what I was scratching my head the, about earlier. The Bengals oh. I have in a in a in a teaser, so I guess I have a bet on them as well. And I, well, I took a piece of the Lions, it's but a smaller, I took a smaller piece of the Lions. Um, so I do have I do have them in. I will say this well. of of those picks. The Lions was a pretty convincing argument you made earlier. And I know it takes us to sort of hold our nose on that one. But the Ravens are just kind of decimated. When we went through that game. there, I mean, like we said, there's for sure four starters out, three of which are on the defensive side. And then a whole slew of other guys that are uh, a couple of backups, like key rotation guys that are out for sure. And then a whole slew of guys that are questionable as well. I mean, I mean, there's just... I don't know. I think that there's enough, just enough firepower on that Lions team to keep this thing inside of. I don't, I don't disagree. And and I know Matt's not a big believer in this, but like you want to talk spots. This is not a good spot for the Ravens. You get done with that chiefs victory, go into Detroit, and then you got to get ready to go to Denver next week. Like this is a, this is a bad sandwich game in their schedule. 
by the way, my case for the Patriots, I don't really think I need to elaborate. It's Bill Belichick against Jameis Winston. I, like I, I guess I have a bet in for that. And that's so, my, that's the, like, I'm, I'm, that would be my simplest breakdown of that too. And why I lean that yeah. way. That's where I'm like, I can't, I cannot argue. Honestly, any of the ones we have on that list that are what single votes ones, I either got close to picking or that I left off like Lions, Bengals, Patriots, Bengals, Patriots. I got close to picking anyways. And Lions, I think we laid out a great case for on the show. I mean, if we look here, I think we know for sure the the one that will we would be on an island essentially would be if we took the Lions. Nobody's playing the Lions. True dad. Yeah, it kind of makes me like it more now. So especially since we're we're we've picked ten favorites in the first two weeks <laughs> and it's not doing so well for us. Like nobody's playing the Lions. I think that's for certain. Make, um, make the case again to me for the Packers because I have trouble with that one. I, I look like I said I don't. It's less interesting to me now that now they're going to be down two two left tackles in yeah, this game. Yeah. It's 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 less interesting to me now than when I than when I made the bet. That's just you know we didn't have a great injury report week last week, but there are certain things, certain positions in the NFL, left tackle being one of them, that is very 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 important. And when you lose your starter, who, by the way, Bakhtiari is one of the best in in the league as it is anyway, and then you have a guy that's actually filled in fairly admirably, even though he slid over from guard, and now he's not going to be able to go either. Now you're going for your third guy at left tackle. That's just a that's just a lot to overcome, you know, uh, a lot of times. So I think we go Lions and Patriots. That's what I was leaning towards. I was leaning towards Lions and Patriots. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Lions, Lions Patriots. I'm with you. Again, we're going to go through, and this is not end-all, be-all, but we're just going to say, starting left tackle Ronnie Staley is out. Starting defensive end Derek Wolf is out. Starting nose tackle Brandon Williams is out. Starting linebacker Justin Houston is out. They are all out for this game for sure. Jalen Ferguson and uh, Jalen Ferguson got added to the COVID list as well. And then you have Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown, Pernell McPhee, Jimmy Smith, Tavon Young, and Deshaun Elliott, who are all questionable for the game. Now, they could all play. That you know We've seen before people get listed as questionable, and then it's, it's basically just uh, just mind games that the coaches are trying to play. But that being said, that's a lot of guys listed as questionable as well. Lamar Jackson's was an illness, too. So non-COVID, obviously, but an illness. His wasn't even a physical thing, so... Maybe his tummy's hurting him or something. <laughs> you know, yeah, but that. what that story changed in one day, right? Schefter first reported that as him being banged up from doing that flip into the end zone, right? And then it was later the day the team said it was an illness. So, like, I'm kind of like, I don't even know what to believe there. It feels like the team's covering up for him a little bit of maybe banging himself up, flipping into the end zone. But I mean, either way, he's he he ain't a hundred percent. It sounds like. I think he'll be fine. I have nothing to base well, hopefully that on. Not too fine. Yeah, we're, we're taking lines plus eight, right? <laughs> no. I mean, and here's the deal: even if these all these guys were playing, and or even though all these guys do play, like it's still eight points. Yes, yeah. at home against a team that isn't like a go out and blow you out type team, right? I mean, if they do what they want to do, they're going to run the ball a ton. Like it, it was just it's. I'm very comfortable with the Lions for, again, for the reason that no one, it's not going to be a very popular yeah. pick. And I just have not felt that the Lions are nearly as bad as people mm. are making them out to be. Weeks one and two. I actually think they were, they were. I mean, look, the Niners got the best of them. The, the score was cosmetic at the end. But last week, 
I mean, it. I had the Packers and Survivor. I felt really lucky getting by the Lions. Cards, Browns, Bucks, Lions, Pats. Those are our contest picks. We'll tell you about our actual bets, and they're in our accounts. Teasers and straights next on Beeson's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is colin coward from the herd with colin cowherd angie's list is now angie the nation's largest home service marketplace They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Back on primetime action, just like the uh, legendary Brent Musburger said right there, it's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Yankees did get one of those three runs back, so they're up 8-3 to three now on the Red Sox. Still in the top of the seven, the Yankees with the runners at first and second, and a 3-1 count coming, so the Yankees uh, making some noise. And, of course, the team that they're scoreboard watching, the Blue Jays trail the Twins 3 to nothing still uh, in that one, so that would be a wonderful turn of events for the Yankees. That would give them a two-game cushion over the Blue Jays in the race for the number two wildcard position in the American League. A couple things before we get to our uh, football picks that were just sort of random things that came up on the screens here in studio over the course of the show, and I brought them. I wanted to bring up one. You, you brought it up first, and then the other one I just brought up. One, in tennis, Emirato Kanu, who just won the U.S. Open at 18 years old, just split with her coach, which just seems like, could you imagine being her coach? The cruelest thing in the world. You have coached me up to the most unbelievable upset in a slam in God knows how long, and now I'm going to go with somebody else who's, like, you know, been on the tour. That's it. I mean, like I said, I feel like, I said this off air, I just feel like that's one of those, someone getting in a, a young person's ear and kind of dropping little little bits of poison. Because, again, this guy yeah. was with her in juniors. This guy was in her uh, with her through juniors. This guy was with her through this win right here. And then, like, again, it wasn't like we see these coach splits too when and it's just a natural deal. Like we see these coach splits after someone goes in a slump and they're like, Okay, I gotta change things up. Obviously something is not jiving right mm-hmm. now. That's when we see these coach not not after you just like just got to the, the US <laughs> Open. You just got to where you were trying to get to and they go like, Oh, thanks. Later on. Didn't drop a set. Um the other one was, and this is just you kinda like almost snicker when you see it, you sort of, sort of shrug and, and laugh a little. Kawhi Leonard, timetable for return unknown from the Clippers. That seems seems less than Optimal. less than desirable. That's bizarre. I'm, I'm reading this article on ESPN right now. So this is Lawrence Frank, uh, president of basketball operations, and he he was talking. Still has quote significant rehab from his ACL injury to to do, and quote no one knows the time frame for when the Clippers star will return and whether he will play this season. And didn't, whether he will play whether this season. Whether he will play this season. Didn't he, like, so he, he got hurt in the playoffs, then he never played again, right. even though it was like, okay, is but he going to play this or not? it was, it was a not? knee sprain. Knee sprain. Right. And then didn't he wait, like, a uncomfortable amount of time after the season before he actually got the surgery, as I, I recall? I mean, in hindsight, I don't know how long it was, but at the time, yeah. yes, it felt like it was a long time before Correct. he started, decided to get surgery. Uh, like, Lawrence well, Frank, it goes on, I think, it goes, quote, I think at this point, it's just no one knows when you're dealing from an ACL injury. We can't give a time frame. But I, like, this is just, uh, I mean, great player, great, great player, champion with the Raptors, but just so, so difficult for a franchise to deal with the, the aloof sort of part of it. And then the, the just strange, vague yeah, status. I think update. it makes things tough sometimes. And listen, I know there's probably a lot of people sitting at home right now being like, it's the NBA. It doesn't matter until like, you get to the playoffs anyway. Well, like, he was in the playoffs and it mattered. He, it, he never showed up. It, I mean, exactly. But, yeah. and I don't know. I'm, yes, I'm like, I'm one of those people to a degree, but like, you also can't bury yourself in a hole. Like, look at what the Lakers had to roll right. in into the playoffs with last year as a seven seed, had to fight to get that seed. And then they lose to the Suns in the, you know, in that first round. You just, you can't, I don't think you can bank on let's get to the playoffs and we'll be there in the end. Those are two things that caught our eye. And also, oh, sorry. Go ahead. How about 
How about we're still getting headlines of every time Josh Gordon gets back reinstated into the league? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was reinstated into the league again. For his fourth time? I think he has been suspended, if I remember correctly, six times over the course of his career. Oh, my gosh. Um, we, we grasp onto that one 2013 season That's right. where he was the greatest wide receiver. Basically you've ever making all kinds of ridiculous catches going. I mean, he had 1650 or something like that receiving yard. It was, it was absurd. Like he was averaging 120 yards a game. It was just this fantastic season, but nothing has come even, even remotely close yeah. since. And we just grasp onto this memory <laughs> of 2013 deep. and he's 30 years old now. Like wide receivers start to fall apart at 30. And yet we're getting yeah. headlines <laughs> about like Josh Gordon who hadn't <laughs> done anything in the league in, in seven years, eight years ago. That's how long ago it was. It's amazing. And then the last thing here, before we get to our picks again, just to flesh those out, because we've kind of given them earlier, but that, that changed the wild card format. Um, to the, you know, it used to be three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. It used to be like when they went to seven, mm-hmm. seven teams per conference, but now it's, it's going to be two on Saturday, three on Sunday and one on Monday night. And it does beg the question, one of those teams is going to play on Monday night and then like play a short week against the team with a bye. Yeah. So they kind of get screwed on a Monday night, right? Even if you put it back to Sunday the next week. I mean, it, it would have to be the latest game on Sunday. But I'm, still. But still, you're, you're losing a day. So you're going to have a team that like had a 14-day rest, not against an eight- or seven-day rest, but against a six-day rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that, I that doesn't seem know. right. It's one of those, like, it seems good for fans for us to, like, watch over three different days. But, yeah, is it fair? I don't know. That like another ding for the seventh seed? Like, is they going to make it? Oh, well, sorry, you're the seventh seed. You're going to have to. But the seventh seed has to play somebody, so it can't just be the seventh yeah. seed, right? Even if you did that way. Yeah, it, right. It would be the two, right. Then you'd be the two seed. Right. One team's going to, yeah, somebody's going to get screwed. Hey. Yeah. Good for content. <laughs> good. We'll take it. We're on the air. We don't care. And yes, Kelly, uh, his yeah. sixth suspension since 2013 and his fifth for some form of substance That's abuse. incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Maybe playing football isn't the best. I mean, what age is he even at this point? He's like, 30. 30. I mean, like, call, like, who's calling him? <laughs> you know you know what? <laughs> you know who really needs a wide receiver? The Saints. <laughs> like, they probably should call him. Like, they really need a wide receiver. It's Washington on the phone. Yeah. All right, Matt, you start because you have 75 All right, bets. so, well, I mean, listen, it's I can just basically tell you the teams, and then we can just glue it all together here. But, yes, I have a lot riding on the Panthers, which fortunately got home last night. I need the Browns at a point and a half. I need the Bucks to cover seven and a half point dogs in that one. Again, that number flipped, but I was able to get it on the good side for the Bucks. I need the Cardinals to cover one. I need the Bengals to keep it within 10 against Ben Roethlisberger and this uh, this offense. So basically a combination of all of those, and you can just mesh this all up. Browns, Bucks, Browns, Cardinals, Bucks, Cardinals, all of those, all those teasers, all every one of those needs to get home. Uh, Browns, Bears under 46. Again, I explained the reasoning for that. Both teams want to play slow. I feel like they're going to try to protect uh, – Fields in his first start there. And then I have some straight bets. I like the Cardinals at seven a lot. That one I still like. I like the Patriots at two and a half a lot. That one I still like. The Chiefs and the Packers I do not like near as much now. A couple of key injuries on the Chiefs side on the defense. And then uh, the Packers, again, not only starting left tackle out, but the backup left tackle out for them as well. So I don't really love those near as much. But uh, Cardinals and Pats I still do love. All right, Kelly, what do you got? 
Uh, yeah, so I, I I will a bunch of teasers, some to close out from the Panthers, Cardinals. I I'm heavily involved in the Cardinals, just like Matt said. I did not play it straight at seven, uh, but I've got th- well four teasers actually because one of these is duplicated even on here. Four teasers open with the Cardinals heading in, uh, so open to close that out. Did tease down the Browns in one of them. Did tease down the Bills in one of them. Um, which I don't believe either one of you guys touched the Bills this week, right? We talked a little bit about that through the week, but uh, I did think getting under three against Washington, I still like that. I like this Bills team enough, like that enough of a play uh, to play that still. So I hit that, and then I took the Vikings up over seven. Uh, Again, lost two games by a combined four points. Uh, I do a little concerned about this, the injury news for them, but... I, I think this is going to be a closer, a closer high-scoring game, a lot like we saw last week uh, against uh, against their game against the Cardinals. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot with Seattle coming in town. Only straight bet that I made was laying the five and a half with the Titans, banking on Carson Wentz either you know either not playing or not being able to play mm-hmm. as effectively, not being able to get outside the pocket. Matt talked a little bit about that earlier. Uh, you know, limits his mobility. You would think at least with two sprained ankles. Um, so laid the five and a half there and then completely agree with Madam Bears Browns under. That was when we were kind of talking about uh, throughout the week. But once once Fields got uh, named the starter there, you know, expect him to start uh, struggle a little bit. And Browns, I think you're working in Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry out. You're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball until they stop you and make you do something different. So I think this could be a low scoring game in Cleveland on Sunday, uh, like the under 46 there. Not much different for me. Uh, Panthers' legs are in on the uh, two mm-hmm. two teasers here, and then the third big one. Uh, have the Panthers with the Browns, have the Panthers with the Cardinals, and then the uh, the six-team wacky plus 350 teaser where the Panthers are in, and then everybody else is a jambalaya of teaser legs. Browns, Cardinals did put the bills in this one, Kelly. Browns and Buccaneers, not quite to the 7.5, but to the 7 earlier this week. All those are in the account. The only uh, straight bet that I'm looking, I think, at this point to make – um, if the Chargers somehow got to seven and a half, I'd make that. I'm waiting for the Patriots mm-hmm. thing to tick down to two and a half, and I'll definitely play the Patriots. Looking for that. We've done all we can do. Boom, stick, and boom to get out of here. Enjoy your weekend. Good luck with all your bets, football or otherwise. Let's not blow the Ryder Cup, USA. Let's not do that. And get it done, Browns and Cardinals. That's right. (laughs) It's going to be a bad Monday in here if you don't. Monday. It's going to be a bad Monday. Monday Monday with the Bengals. Nightcap Circa next with Tim Murray and Sean King. Enjoy. Have a great weekend from all of us at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.